Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone. Uh, good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy day 13 of the program. It's uh, taken me a bit to get on. Facebook has gone and changed a bunch of settings, so I didn't know what I was doing. Or how I was supposed to do it. Anyway, how are you? So we are winding down, I guess our second week of the program, but it's really the first week because we don't really, we include week and absolutely you want to start tracking on day one of your app, but this is really just finishing up week one. <laughs> so essentially the program is 13 weeks long. Now, week two. This is what I want to talk about today. So if you've got any questions, load them up. I want to get right into them today. Uh, so week two is all about consistency and mindfulness. So one of my favorite conversations is mindfulness. And that means all the things, sorry, maximizing, consistency and maximizing. So maximizing is all the other things that you can do and focus on besides the food, the water, and any supplements, which is so exciting because there is so much you can do besides the food, the water, and the supplements. Now, if you have the book, you can look ahead. If you're using the app, go to the guide. So go to the bottom right of your app, click on guides. And then from there, you'll see the weekly guides and then our specialty guides, like recipe guide, exercise guide, you know, app guide, all of that. Um, from there, find the maximizing guide. And then you'll be able to pull out the maximizing uh, checklist. Like here it is. If, you, if you're watching, I'm just kind of flipping through all these pages through our book. It's super extensive. It's this massive checklist. Um, basically just do all the things you can possibly do to be proactive with this program and this process. There's so much you can do. It's so much more than eating less, exercising more. It's like, actually for a lot of people, it doesn't even come down to the food. It comes down to managing your stress, getting better sleep, um, working hand in hand with your healthcare provider to address those health issues that you're so concerned about. They're going to stop you from reaching your goals. They're not going to stop you from reaching your goals, by the way, either uh, any of those uh, health issues that you have. It's because you have those health issues that your body's going to want this fat gone just as much as you do. So everything is aligning. The other thing I want to bring up today and talk about is, um, please take time to review the science post. They're sciencey, like they have all sorts of outside links and, you know, sources and whatnot as posts like that to, tend to do. But they're also written in a way that tie into the program and the process. Today we're talking set point theory, which is so important because set point theory is kind of like the base of the program, lowering your set point. Your set point, and I love that Dr. Pfeiffer talked about this in regards to water and hydration levels in our conversation with him. If you missed it, definitely take time to to watch the conversation with Dr. Pfeiffer that we had on Friday. And he talked about kind of like your sodium levels and, and finding balance within the body, right? And that's your set point. Your body adjusts that around a certain weight or a set point. So your hormones are adjusted around that weight, your body temperature, your blood flow, um, everything is hormones, all jigged around that way. And it's not one specific weight. It's kind of like a range of weight. Now, this is sort of like why when you lose weight, you get it all back, go back to that weight plus more. Or sometimes when you're trying to lose weight, you can lose initially and then you can't get past a certain point. That's your set point. So your set point can 
can actually change. And there's been a lot of discussion about this over the years. It's just that in trying to change people trying to change their set point, they just want a quick fix. They want to do it so quickly. And you, you can't do that quickly. It's not something you can do quickly because of everything that needs to adjust around your new set point. Time is a big part of that. So what we're trying to do is have the address why the body's feeling it needs to store fat. And that's what we're doing right now. And then we want to help the body specifically focus on fat loss, which is what we're going to do with the changes that we're making to the food plan moving forward. And then we want to support the body and its needs. So as the body's releasing fat, because that's what it does when you pee, when you poo, when you breathe and you sweat, you drop weight. And then your body needs to adjust to that weight. And that's where your plateaus come in, right? And that's where you want plateaus. You need plateaus. Your body being on a plateau is your body taking time to adjust to the weight that has been lost. And that's adjusting things like your body temperature, like your hormones, like your blood flow, like all of that stuff, your your sodium levels, all of that needs to be adjusted. So as you're losing weight in a healthy way, that's helping to increase your metabolism. Your metabolism is the rate at which your body functions, how much energy it's giving you and whatnot. Um, and you're, you're lowering your weight, you're decreasing your set point. And so once you're done losing your weight, this is why we have four stages of finally and forever, four stages of, of, uh, you know, sustainable, maintainable weight loss. There's lose your weight, which is what you're here to do, put time into solidifying your weight. So after you've lost your weight, you got to put time into helping your body adjust to your new weight to make your new weight, your new norm. We're going to talk about that at the end of the program. And then there's testing the waters, trying to understand and get a feel for what being in maintenance and your, your new weight looks like and feels like to you, especially fluctuations on the scale. And then there's that, you know, getting to a place physically, mentally, where you're ready to move on for the rest of your life, taking everything that you've learned. So your set point is where when you reach, so your final set point is your goal weight that you're going to help the body adjust. And that'll be your new set point. And so the, how you lose weight and the time that you take to lose the weight, it matters. And although, you know, we would all love a quick fix. And although some of you will lose weight in a way that's going to seem pretty quickly, at some point you will need those plateaus, want those plateaus to help solidify your weight. So that's what set point is all about. So I highly suggest that you read over um, that um, science post from today talking about set point theory. It's a good one. In it, you'll also, um, we also talk about, it's not something I dwell on, but all the, um, yeah, all the detrimental effects to your body holding on to extra fat. Um, I figure you're here. You have the weight to lose. No point talking about why you gained it or how unhealthy it is for you or any of those things. But the reality is, is it really is unhealthy for you. And reading that and reading all the different ways that carrying excess fat is so unhealthy for you might help you get a sense and a deeper understanding that your body doesn't want this fat. It's not, it's not trying to make you fat. You know, it's not trying to gain weight and, and screw you over and make you miserable and all those things. And that's why when you truly understand that, you know, how, how, how unhealthy it is for your body to carry this excess fat, maybe get appreciation for the fact that your body doesn't want it, you know? So, so I think it's a good idea to read over the sides post for that as well. All right. Let's get into your questions. Let's see how you guys are doing. Um, good morning. Got to be honest, getting pretty tired of the rain. Yeah. It's so it's a beautiful sunny day here. I've been up all this morning. We were watching my son as we were watching the coronation this morning. So my son was watching that, um, all the pomp and circumstance of that. So we've been up early, but it's a beautiful day. Um, I can't wait to get outside and clean up all the dog shit off of my yard. Cause that'll be so fun. <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Uh, so happy. The non-scale victories continue down five pounds. I'm not perfect on program, but I keep showing up 
and better days than not. This works. Yeah, it's worth it to feel this amazing. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. Um, the non-scale victories that you're already racking up seeing and feeling. Cause like we just getting started. This is the hard part right now. Body's very reactive. Although it's so normal for someone to lose five pounds in the first couple of weeks, even more. It's also still very normal for people to have not lost yet. So I always have to preface that whenever I talk about someone losing. Cause I know for every person that's losing, maybe there's a person who's not and it's totally normal at this point. But non-scale victories are exciting because look, look how quickly your body's already making change. And it's hardly been any time. So, and, and, and things get easier with this program, the process. That's really important too that we talk about because I think a lot of people perceive that it's going to get harder as they go along. Cause any other diet you've done, you lose weight quickly and then it gets harder and it becomes a fight and then it's near impossible to lose at the end. And so that's how we perceive diets are. So in coming into this program, I think that's what freaks a lot of people out is they're like, well, if I'm not losing in the beginning, like I always do, then I'm not going to lose. But the thing here is that you may not lose in the beginning, but it gets easier as you go because you're more in tune to your body's needs. You're addressing your body's needs. You know, you know what your body needs in order to focus on fat loss. So this actually gets easier as you go weight loss wise, as opposed to harder and feeling like a fight. And I think that's so important to talk about that, especially in the beginning. I had an emotional evening. Hi, Jennifer. Last night, I remember two loved ones that I've lost. I ate the things, all the things, not going to let it get to me. I got right back at it today. In this pa- in the past, the binge, w- the binge would have derailed me for days or even weeks. I allowed myself to feel the feels, to let the feels out. Yeah, tears out. Yeah, you're going to have so many, um, you're going to have so many feels. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, I always talk about so many things are important. This is important. That's important. It's all, it's all important. Because it all adds up, makes a big difference. Um, the diet industry talks about before and after, right? It's easy. Eat less, exercise more. And there's this whole middle part that where you're working through issues and associations and habits, coping mechanisms, beliefs, and feelings. And feelings, um, a big part of it, feelings for so many reasons. Um, if you spend a lot of time dieting, feeling like you feel like failure, you know, um, if you're used to prioritizing everyone else in front of yourself, feeling guilt, um, if you, you know, gained a lot of weight, feeling shame, um, coping mechanisms and how we utilize food to, to show love, to, you know, trying to reconcile that and, and, you know, to, to cope and, you know, eating your feelings, eating your emotions, you know, um, there's, there's, um, there's so many feelings that are going to come up with the program, the process, frustration, excitement, happiness, and like equal and opposite reaction, you know? And so awareness is the big one. And what you want to do is really turn up the volume on what you're doing and bring awareness. So what you would have done before is done that. And it probably would have been riddled with a whole bunch of other feelings on top of that, especially if you're trying to lose weight, right? So you would have had that feeling and then you would have like eaten the stuff to kind of cope or to take your mind off the feeling or whatever, in that moment that that was your coping and then it would have been riddled with all sorts of other feelings based on you know if you're also trying to accomplish a goal working against yourself you know feeling like you're never going to get there you know all that kind of stuff which would have led to you continuing that process plus the physical reaction of overeating but you know cause your insulin to go up just like if you have chocolate you want more same kind of a process with overeating so you just wanting to keep eating 
So you have that physical working against you and then the mental stuff you're dealing working against you as well. So what you want to do is recognize that and and turn up the volume before you might just want to ignore it and just like, I'll deal with it later or come Monday, I'll I'll get back to eating healthy or whatever. And you're not really going into the feelings. You're not really being aware of what you, you know that you're doing it, but you're not really owning it. And or if you are owning it, you're adding shame and guilt and failure on top of it. And it's just like we do things. I think you recognizing that, okay, I did, I had the feelings, right? And this is what I did to cope with those feelings. And now, now this is how I feel today. Now, you know, if you choose to use food to cope with your feelings, you know, it's still not going to stop you from reaching your goal. You're still going to lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way. Sure. It might take you a little bit longer, but you know, um, I think you'll recognize that that's not really a great way to cope because when you overeat and you eat stuff like that, you don't actually physically feel any better. It makes you feel worse. So you have to be aware of that and open to recognize that doesn't work for me anymore. And you may be realizing that today, well, wow, I, one, I did that where you might actually, like, you know, you do it, but like to actually really recognize it and own it and be like, wow, I, I did, I did that. Do you know what I mean? And when you're aware of it in the moment, then that gives you the wherewithal to be able to stop it and make changes to it, you know, and change that pattern of behavior or coping or whatever. Now, you might still do it another couple of times, but you're starting to recognize it's not really helpful and doesn't actually make you feel better. So maybe you'll go for a walk next time. You'll call a friend. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you'll do something else that kind of, you know, will, will help you cope a little better. Or maybe you'll eat the things. Who knows? But you will do things like maybe you'll use the food, you'll eat the things, and then you'll move it along. Do you know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean that you have to like never use food to cope or you feel sad or any of those things. But now you've learned that you don't have to keep that going. You know, you can just make it wake up the next day and get right back at it and make choices again that make you feel good and make choices that fall in line with your goals. You've got to turn up the volume though. You have to be open. Like for example, if you're frustrated, because I was just dealing with someone over on my, I hate when people are rude. First of all, I, you know, I, I get people who complain about the program and they're so rude and yet then they don't eat they've never asked a question like they've never even asked for help and we've got it bothers me because we have so many amazing people who really want to help whose heart and soul is in the right place for helping and then people are just fucking rude and don't even bother to ask for help it fucking pisses me off that's sabotage that's someone so frustrated and and the other side of that is i the other side of that is that i know I also know that that person really wants to lose weight because they signed up. And I have a feeling that that person is being rude and and they're getting in their own way. And that's a form of sabotage. They're not reaching out for help. They're probably in their head. This isn't working for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm gaining weight when it's normal for your weight to go up or I'm not losing weight when I tell you every day it's normal for your weight not to move. And you got to get really real because a lot of times our feelings, especially in frustration, like you can be frustrated and still do the things that you need to do. And, but you have to ask yourself, why are you frustrated? Right? Like, why are you frustrated to the point that you're pissy and you're ready to quit? And this is, this is a waste of my time and money. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's that about? Cause like you sign up for a three month program and you know, it works. Cause so you're here. Cause you know, someone who works, like, you know, it's going to take longer than two weeks. Like it's, you want something different because you, all those diets didn't work for you in the past, but sometimes people want it so bad and they're frustrated because they're still losing. They've been trying to lose for 20 years and they're frustrated because they haven't done it yet. So I get that, but you're not frustrated with me and my team and my program, but you're frustrated. You're, and you're allowed to be frustrated with the fact that you've tried for 20 years to lose weight. You're allowed to be pissy that it's taking so long, right? You're allowed to have those feels. So even when they're like, 
quote unquote negative, which, you know, it is what it is kind of feels you have to turn up the volume on those and don't just be, I'm frustrated and this isn't working and my scale is up and it's not going down. You have to say, why, why am I so frustrated? Okay. Like the program, it's three months. It's only been two weeks. Uh, there's a team of people here. I can reach out and help. It seems to work for people. It's healthy eating. There's no weird dialogue. There's no promise of quick fix. Like this really seems like it can work. So what is my fucking problem with it? Do you know, this is where you have to turn up the volume on that. So if you keep doing something that's setting you back and you're not happy about it, Turn up the volume and ask yourself why you keep doing that. If you're showing up and you're frustrated and you're ready to quit, ask yourself why, why you knew this was three months long. You know, you know what I mean? Like you, you knew it wasn't going to be easy. Like what, why? So turning up that internal volume and go right into those feelings. They're, they're way deeper than that surface level that you think that they're on, Do you know? They're way, they're way deeper than that. If you keep, you know, adding in bites of bits at nighttime, you know, and you're like, it's hard and I'm hungry. Well, you know, then make sure you're hitting all your meals and snacks. You're making them nutrient rich and you're eating dissatisfaction. If you're doing that, then you know that you're eating more enough. Chances are you're, you're not, you're hungry in the evening. Yes, but you're pissy about it because you like having chips. I like having chips at night. Do you know what I mean? I like indulging at night and I'm pissed off that I can't. So then I'm just like, eh, do you know? So really turn up the volume. And, and on the other side of that, even when it's positive, right? Like you have to spend more time being more proud of yourself about the things that you are doing. And it's really important to spend time being like, oh, I'm, I'm amazing. I got my water in today. I'm amazing. Yes, I had chips for breakfast, but I turned it around the rest of the day. I'm amazing. I am still here. You know what I mean? Two weeks in, like you have to turn up the volume on that as well, because reinforcing your good behavior helps you to continue to, to, to do the things that you're doing that, you know, are going to get you towards your goal. So it's really important to turn up that volume, that internal dialogue, you know, be mindful, like recognize how you're showing up for yourself. Are you, are you excited to be here today? Do you check in today? You're like, fuck yeah, I'm still here. I'm excited. Do you know what I mean? Even if the scale isn't moving or are you showing up with like, yeah, this program, you know what I mean? Like what kind of, like, what kind of energy are you showing? Cause it's not about me. It's not about anybody else. What kind of energy are you showing up with for yourself? What kind of support system are you for yourself? What kind of cheerleader are you for yourself? Do you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Because sometimes we can fester in our funk and get really, you know, stuck in wanting to feel our feels. And the reason why we get stuck feeling our feels is because we're actually not going into them. And you know what I mean? Working through them. And so this is a big part of the program. Big part of that program. So Jennifer, first of all, I'm sorry about your loss. I'm sorry about your loss. Um, you know, and I, and I think also, you know, when, when, when people pass and the reality of life, you know, it, it puts this pressure on us to live our best lives and to be as healthy as possible. And do you know what I mean? It adds all those layers on top of that. You know what I mean? So dig your heels in today and, you know, make choices that make you feel good and, you know, to maybe go for a walk and also show yourself some, uh, uh, why we're talking about this. Life is hard, man. Life is so hard. Life is so fucking hard sometimes, honestly. Um, I feel like I'm always dealing with some shit. Um, life is so hard. And, um, so cut yourself some slack and show up with kindness and grace and patience. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like show up with kindness and grace and patience. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Sitting here drinking my coffee. Uh, I'm up this morning. I'm thinking my period is coming. Yes, we talked about this the other day, your menstrual cycle. Great opportunity to capitalize on weight loss because detox is detox. Your body detoxes when you're sick, when you have your menstrual cycle, when it's releasing fat, when you have a cold or flu or virus. So your body's already gearing up to kind of reset and, and go into detox. So when you've been addressing your body's needs, um, your body will also release fat. Normal for your weight to go up, obviously, before you get your menstrual cycle. Um, don't be surprised if you see your a new low a couple of days after your period is done. That's pretty normal. And you definitely want to capitalize on that. So don't use your menstrual cycle. If you're craving chocolate, add some magnesium, right? If you're craving carbs and sugar, bump up that water, try to get some rest, you know, go for a nice walk. Like, you know what I mean? Like really help your body through that process will actually help support that body and detox when it comes to releasing fat. Happy to join the live today. Usually watch the lives later in the day. Good morning. Hi, Joanna. Hello, hello, hello. Um, my weight goes up and down. That's okay. I can see a difference and I feel a difference. Okay. So let's talk about the up and down, up and down, up and down. So if you feel like your weight is going up and down between two numbers and you're feeling the detox symptoms, right? Like feeling kind of run down, feeling kind of bloated, you know, just kind of feeling like, you know, um, I feel like my weight's about to move, but it doesn't seem to be moving. Bump up the water slightly. And it's not about drinking more and more and liters and liters and liters, but a lot of times it's your body trying to detox. You can feel it and it just needs a little bit more water in order to follow through and release it. So try bumping that water up again. Hi, Janice. Uh, still no movement on the scale. I had a big non-scale victory yesterday. I followed my meals and snacks and got my water in. My hubby wanted to take me for sushi date night. I did not fear. Good. I ate mindfully, got extra water in. Today, I will get some extra water and leafy greens. I was so proud of myself for not fearing. I ate with joy and knew exactly what I needed to do. So based on that, if you went and you had sushi and you had soy sauce, and you had salty food, and your weight is the same today, I would actually guess that your weight is actually on the way down. So if you've eaten it in a way that your weight should be up and it's not, chances are it's actually on its way down. So this is the sort of the things that you want to, like this way the scale isn't a measure of success. You're looking for that downward trend. You're going to lose weight, but it's using the scale along with how you're feeling, the choices that you're making. Do you know what I mean? That's why keeping track in a journal or using the app is such a great idea. So you can kind of get a sense of what weight loss looks like and feels like to you, what it looks like on the scale, what it feels like in your body, you know, feel bloated, your weight goes up, you know, whatever that might be. So it's a great idea to keep tabs. I want you to go out. You got to go out. You can't stay at home and lose your weight. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help you. You don't learn anything. I'm not a fan of Tom Pillory trickily. I'm not a fan of using like smaller plates to trick your mind into thinking it's more food. That's so stupid. Like it's just, it's, don't do that. Don't do weird shit. Um, we just want to get into it, get in tune, be real with it. I'm also not a fan. Like I am, I am a fan of setting yourself up for success. I'm not a fan of out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm not a fan of you not having food in your, in your, I'm not a fan of you not having chips in your house. If you're kids and you have teens who want to eat chips, you should be around, be able to be around chips and not have them. Right. And if you are around chips and you're struggling with that, then learn from that. Use an opportunity. Clearly I have an issue. 
Do you know what I mean? Like bring awareness to that. Um, but I don't believe in like taking things, you know, away. And, and, um, especially if you live in a house full of other people, I don't, I don't believe in making separate meals for yourself. That's why, you know, with, with any kind of meal that you're making for your family, maybe they're making pasta, then make a side salad and put some sauce on that. Add some extra veggies. Simple. You know, I don't believe in not leaving your house or going to social situations because you're trying to lose weight. Cause again, not learning anything. So go out. So worst that's going to happen, you're going to eat your face off and then you're going to, you know, maybe be mad that you didn't do what you wanted to do. And you'll recognize that and maybe ask yourself why, you know, and then you'll maybe be mad when you get, get on the scale the next day and it's up. But then what's going to happen is you're going to continue to follow the program. It's going to go right back down again because it's not real weight gain. And then you're going to keep doing what you're doing and then you're going to lose more what you're going to lose weight. So, you know, that you're going to learn that, wow, that wasn't really a big deal. You know what I mean? Didn't ruin anything. Didn't stop me from reaching my goals. So, you know, so that you want to go out and you want to be able to be in social circumstances and situations. We want to reconnect. We want to rewire how your body's come to function physically. Also rewire how your brain is wired to your foods and what you're eating, associations and whatnot. Food is fun. Food is yummy. Food is this. Food is that. Food is... And yes, we use food for so many things and you're going to continue to use food for so many things once you're done losing your weight. But this is an opportunity to reconnect. You know, like maybe you enjoy pizza night and I say this all the time, but you don't actually like pizza. You eat the pizza, you feel bloated, you feel gross. Blech. It's not pizza night. It's that it's the end of the week. You're spending time with your family. Everyone's around. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's like what are we associating food with? And so this is what we want to re, like re, reset everything. Reset everything. It's like, you know, you'll, well, you'll start to encounter food pushers once you start to lose your weight and, and people see that you're losing weight. Some people don't handle it very well and you'll notice food pushers. Someone who brings the donuts into the office doesn't actually eat one themselves. Or if they do eat one, they want you to eat one so you can feel just as bad as them. Or they'll bring them in and they won't eat one. They get some joy out of you eating one. Eat a donut. Oh, you're not having a donut? Are you not fun? Like, what's not fun about me? Not Why am I not fun? Because I don't want to eat a donut. And eating a donut has nothing to do with how fun I am. It's not going to be fun when I eat a donut and, you know, two minutes later when I'm done, I got a bellyache. Thank you. That's not fun for me. So, so things like that. You all go for ice cream. Well, you're not having ice cream. Well, you're not fun. Come on, have an ice cream. Like, what, what, why am I not having an ice cream not fun for you? Why don't you just enjoy your ice cream and get your fun out of your own damn ice cream? Leave me alone. You know, so there's a lot of these associations with food, right? They go so deep and there's so many of them. So we're going to reconnect with all of that. Hi, Gina. This is round three for me. Hi, Claire. I'm 29 years old. Stopped taking care of myself for years. I hadn't weighed myself in eight years, but I couldn't look in mirrors, refused to be in pictures yeah, I feel that. I feel that a lot of people will ask me where my fat photos are. First of all, I I'm so old that we didn't walk around with phones and cameras. Like, you know what I mean? You had the like, you know, what is it? 38 millimeter or whatever cartridge that, you know, I got boxes of them. I still haven't got developed. Um, so, so one, I, I don't come from an era where people walked around with phones. So you brought them out at special events, maybe. Um, and two, when you, when you can't carry weight like that, you're in the back. So, so there's some photos of me of my head, some photos of me in my head places, but I feel this. I feel this. I feel this. Um, uh, I hadn't weighed myself in eight years, but couldn't look in mirrors, refused to be in pictures. Round one, I did it without the scale. I love that. Focused on non-scale victories. By the end of the program, I bought a scale and I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Now I use it every day as a tool and it no longer has control over me. This, this is so huge. First of all, you're so young. My goodness. Um, I love that you are doing this now. You know what I mean? And not when you're 49 and spend, you know, the next how many years is trying to, ugh, I love that you were getting a handle on this now. 
But that's like so deep, right? Like you, life is too short to not be in the photos. But I know people say that all the time. Life is too short. Put on the bathing suit, put on the photos, but it's so much work. It's not just as easy. And sometimes I think this body positivity movement makes it seem so easy. Just put on the bathing suit, just get in the photo, just do that. But there's, there's so much work to be done in order to do that in a way that doesn't cause you panic and stress and isn't fearful. Do you know, and that's what I love about this program. It's about self-love. It's this massive lesson in self-love. It's about prioritizing yourself every day in little ways. It's about recognizing what makes you happy, what truly brings you joy. That thing that you're eating and overeating doesn't bring you joy if that two seconds after you're done eating it, you rag on yourself for the next 24 hours or two days. That's not really bringing you joy. You know, really, really, really making choices that you're actually going to be able to see a, a, a tangible connection to how you are feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like it actually starts to do things where it feels like you are. And I hate, I never use control. I never use that word because I don't believe it belongs when talking about food, control or moderation. Don't have any place of food, but you do have a certain amount of what you can control that you'll to feel that you can control how you feel. And the little things that you are doing are adding up and actually making a difference and making change in your life. And so prioritizing yourself every day, just even thinking about yourself every day can be a massive major feat for some people. And then taking the action and the steps to do things for yourself is huge. But to be able to see how things add up in those non-scale victories and actually make changes, not just, I'm not talking just physically in your body and fitting your ass into your jeans, but really internally making changes, you know, changing your confidence level, being in tune to your body, you know, like that's, that's really huge. Being able to recognize that you're now calm, you know, on, on this, on this piece of metal that had no business holding any kind of feelings over you. Cause it was just a piece of metal. You're standing on the ground. Only, you know, the number, Do you know what I mean? but that's huge. It's your association to your number. It's association to that scale. It's association to all those things. So this is why sustainable, maintainable weight loss is so much more than what you're eating. This is why fuck the quick fix. Fuck the quick fix. Three programs in, you're not going to get this through a quick fix. You're not going to work through that. All of that. Do you know what I mean? So kudos to you. That's some serious amount of hard work. I also love that you didn't use the scale as much as I'm talking. And I'm not, I'm not like you have to use the scale. My thing is, if you're going to use the scale, use it as the tool that it is and use it every day in conjunction with what you're eating and how you're feeling and keeping your journal and recognize what's normal in terms of fluctuations, ups and downs and plateaus, or don't use it at all. I'm all about don't use it at all. I'd love for people to know. I would love for people to toss their scales at the window and just go by how they feel. Cause you're still going to notice, you know what I mean? How you feel before. And then you're going to notice when you're obviously when your weight drops and how you feel. So I love that you did that. I love that you did that. Hi, Sharon. Good morning. Uh, a little late getting up and just had my breakfast. Had a late night. Fun. I went to Billy Idol concert in, in Niagara Falls. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's fun. My goodness. My son had me listening to, um, my kids are cool. My son, he's 15, soon to be 16, had me listening to like old 80s, Holland Oates. He was asking me the difference between Billy Joel and Elton John. <laughs> oh my God, such a blast from the past. Uh, Billy Idol concert in Niagara Falls. We had a great time and danced to all of his greatest hits. I love that. He opened with uh, Dancing With Myself and ended with What Wedding? I'm a little tired as out of routine. So bumping up my water, leafy greens and early to bed tonight. Happy Saturday. Yeah, I love that. That's so fun. I was watching some um, wedding videos 
I did a couple of reels and wedding videos and I loved the part where like literally, so we got it, we got this big 25 foot by 25 foot light up dance floor. It was so ridiculous and amazing. Everybody danced. And just to see the videos of everyone just dancing and having a good time. I mean, man, we don't dance enough. Honestly, I, I need, I need to dance more in my life. Like it seems like weddings are only time to go dancing. It was epic. It was an app. So I'm going to throw parties for myself more often and get myself a light up dance floor and dance. <laughs> I sent it to him. I'm going to put a dance floor in my, in my bedroom. <laughs> Not that kind of dance floor, like an actual, like, you know, light up dance floor. <laughs> I love that. That's life. Go live. And what we don't want you to do is stressing what you're eating, what you're not eating, any of those things. So let's talk about the fact that you are tired today. Sharon, when you are tired, you can crave carbs and sugar and be a little extra nauseous. So, um, if you are tired, watch for that, right? Make sure you're getting that water in, make sure you're hitting your meals and snacks. So be mindful of that. Mindful of that. I have to get going soon. Don't be disappointed. Someone was saying, who was that? Is that Ilya? Was that Ilya? Who was saying that? Um, Ilya. Oh, that was, uh, Jennifer. Disappointed that I dealt with my emotions with food. Yeah, don't be. Don't be disappointed in yourself. Don't do that. Be really proud of yourself that you're recognizing that you're doing it. That's the bigger feeling. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean by that's exactly an example of, and I'm glad that you said that. That's exactly an an example of what I meant by be extra proud of yourself. You know what I mean? It's not, don't be disappointed that I did that. Be fucking, you know, amazed at yourself that you're, you're aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Like really focus on that. Like go into that feeling, go in, focus on that. That's the focus that you're aware that you are doing that. And that is huge because now it means you can actually do something about it. Right. Um, I came home from a gig and really wanted a salty, crunchy snack. Hi, Carolyn. First of all, I'm intrigued on what the gig was. I enjoyed it, but my tummy started up right away. Yeah, sure enough, short time later, I was violently ill. My body definitely didn't want that garbage. <laughs> and your body will get more sensitive to it because it'll let you know when it doesn't work for you. That's for sure. A good lesson I'm back on it today. Yeah, I love that. You know, sometimes it's worth it. Some, like you, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes the thing is like, Oh, I know I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to feel good, but I'm going to, I'm going to eat it anyway. I've been dealing with some stuff. My, my ex is sick. He's, he was always been sick. He's on dialysis. He's on dialysis and uh, he's been in the hospital, been in the hospital for three weeks for something else. And now he's like really. And, uh, so it's just been the last couple of days at the hospital. I was at the hospital yesterday with the kids with him. So, um, so. I came home and Tony had a bag of dill pickle chips inside the bed. And I'm like, give me that. I was like pouring my wine. I think I still have wine stains on my lips. I do. I should probably put some, I should probably put some lipstick on. I still have some wine stains on my lips. And I was like, give me that bag of chips. I ate that whole bag. And I didn't, I, today I am so happy. I ate that whole bag and I just was just like, so, you know, eating your emotions and your feels, not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. If the next day you don't rag on yourself about it. So I ate that whole bag of chips. I'd do it again. I might do it again tonight. It's fine. Um, I did not rag on myself with how I felt this morning. Nothing. I was just like that bag of chips was exactly what I needed. Came home, had that chips, had that wine, feel like garbage today. Hashtag worth it. So sometimes it is worth it. <laughs> sometimes it's worth it. But what you can't do is have that thing and then rag on yourself about it the next day. So that's also bringing awareness. If I eat this, how am I going to feel after? How am I going to feel tomorrow when I get on the scale? And if you're like, hashtag worth it, man, then have it. Because there's also something to be learned about having the thing 
right? And then just moving it along. And then what you'll recognize every time you have the thing and you keep moving forward, it's not stopping you from moving forward. And it's not going to stop you from reaching your goals. And then when you've been having the things and then you reach your goal, once you reach your goal, you'll realize you'll be able to have things like that, move it along and not a big deal rather than having it, feeling bad that you have it, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, rag on yourself over it, feel like a failure. You know what I mean? That's though there is something to be learned. So much to be learned. Hi, Jenny. Uh, round three for me, down almost 30 pounds, but feel slow. Yeah, it's slow. Also remember the last couple of years haven't been easy. What kind of stress you're dealing with? You know, what kind of an environment, you know, how much, what did, you know, what was the state of your body when you start those kinds of things, you know, but I've told myself this round spring is here. So I'm going to move my body more. Yeah. There's always things that we can do to be more proactive. Perhaps you were limited in movement. You know, perhaps you're, maybe you're a little depressed. Maybe you had a lot of stress going on. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, maximizing, maximizing, maximize. That's why I started this conversation with today. It's what I want to end it with today. Maximizing is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So spoiler alert, more of the same food plan wise, consistency and maximizing. Be double down on being consistent, especially if you're not happy with the results that you're not seeing at this point, double down, be more, don't pull back, start eating less. Don't do any weird shit, right? Dive into that program. Be consistent. Hit the meals and snacks. Make them nutrient rich, right? Don't skip any. Have token amounts, even if you're not hungry. You know, eat to satisfaction. Don't be trying to eat less. Don't do that because if you do that, you're you're not allowing your body to adjust on its own. If you're following the program, you're being consistent. You'll notice your portions will start to adjust on their own. You'll start to get satisfied a lot sooner. Your portions will get smaller. But if you do that on your own and mess with your portions, you're going to miss out on the body doing it that on its own. And that's how we build on the program moving forward. So you really want to make sure you do that. Maximizing. So you're going to be like, I'm doing, I'm drinking, I'm following the food plan. I'm drinking the water. Like what else can I do? I've got about 300 things in this book that you can do. I actually should count. I don't, I'm not guessing. I'm actually totally guessing. Maybe it's like what? Five, six pages, five, six pages full of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, I'm guessing 100, probably about 150, give or take more or less things that you can do to be proactive, right? To actually like help with this program and process. So make sure you pop into the group tomorrow and read over those guidelines for week two, more the, more the same food plan was. Make sure you also continue to ask as many questions as you need. Like ask as many questions as you need in the Facebook support group. Like the team is here. They're just sitting here waiting for you guys to ask questions all day. They got to be here anyway. So you might as well give them, give them some questions to answer. They love helping. They love answering your questions. You got to make a list. You got to make a list during the week. You got all these questions. You don't have time to pop into the group. Like load them up. Give us as much information as you possibly can. We're happy to help you. Um, I hope that you're really excited, proud of yourself, um, about still being here at this point. Some people aren't straight up. <laughs> <laughs> not here. Do you know what I mean? For whatever reason, don't let that be you. Be here at the end. Uh, you're not always going to be motivated, but we are here to help you as much as possible. So make sure you reach out. Um, remember, this is the one place that we don't 
provide written responses. So if you have a question and you you want an answer, copy it, paste it, put it over on any other post, question of the day post, post, and the team will answer it over there. Also remember, you can download and listen to all of our podcasts and our guest segments like Dr. Viper. Um, it's a good one. We have Dr. Paul coming on on Tuesday. We're going to talk supplements. He's amazing. Love him. We have Ruth Kane from the University of Ottawa and her team, her studying the living method. They're going to be joining us talking about the upcoming uh, obesity conference they're going to in Whistler, which is so super cool. So we got some fun stuff planned for you next week. Have an amazing day. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. And if it's not, I hope the sun shines down on you sooner rather than later at some point. It's been a long weekend, so I know how you feel. Have an amazing day, everyone, and I'll catch up later. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.